At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, warmer from the Evo! Welcome to Love Las Vegas for Coast Guest Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Beast and Family of Podcasts. We've got a great podcast for you as. We're running low on news and notes in college basketball, but that means that we're getting closer and closer to being set for the upcoming college basketball season as in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Kai McKeon. He does tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave. He's been hard at work with his college basketball previews, doing great work with the Almanac. That's something that is put on by the Three Man Weave. He checks CBB along the field of 68 to get you set for the upcoming season. We'll ask him if there have been a few teams that he has been highlighting for the Almanac that he's starting to feel either a little bit more bullish or a little bit more bearish on. On top of that, we're going to be taking a little bit of a look at the lay of the land with regards to the Big Ten. The three-man weave, they're currently doing their top 40 list. They are now down to, I believe, either the top seven or the top eight as of right now. I noticed that they had a lot of flair for the SEC between 15 and 25, so we'll ask about how tightly net some of those teams are. The intrigue of some of the middle teams like Michigan, Indiana, in the Big Ten as well, so we're going to get a... uh, Big heap load on that front there, and we also have to be talking about the situation that we're seeing in college basketball and really all of college sports with these two-time transfers having their waivers denied. Has that affected the way that they have been handicapping some of these teams? Are there any teams in particular that that has been causing them to be a little bit more stock up, stock down on? So we've got a great chat coming up with Kai in a few minutes, and if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at gnn underscore d1. Keep in mind letters m they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Just a little bit of a friendly reminder before we hit a break and get to our chat with Kai that conference previews are still raging on this podcast. You're going to get the West Coast Conference preview sometime this weekend, and the Big Ten is coming up within the next four or five days as well. The WCC is alone outside the Power Six plus the American that I need to do, so now we're really getting into the big boy conferences. I also will be doing a little bit of a preview for Chicago State. Chicago State, I'm waiting on a little bit because they're the lone independent on all of college basketball. They're going to have quite a few moving parts with regards to a schedule. They'll probably be a team that picks up a few games late, and that might be dictating a little bit of the way that I feel about them, what might be some good slash bad betting spots, but I will serve that. I probably won't have a guest on for Chicago State because I don't know if there's a beat reporter for Chicago State, but that said, I will give you guys a Chicago State preview at some point. I'll be certainly not spending like 40 plus minutes on Chicago State or anything like that, but that will be served on this podcast. Just like what is getting served next is a great chat with Kai McKeon of the Three Man Weave right here on Coast Coast with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Vegas, because with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man, Kai McKeon. He is one third of the three man weave, doing an absolutely amazing job getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. As I know that he has been hard at work for the Almanac, as the field of 6080 checks CBB along with the three man weave have been doing excellent work there. I know that he gets featured throughout the year over there on the field of 68 Action Network list goes on and on and you're able to follow Kai on Twitter at the letters K and Y the underscore on that and then the number three MW and then for the three man weave they're on X I called it Twitter before so it is the artist formerly known as Twitter at the number three MW underscore CBB and Kai it's always great to have you aboard thank you hey thanks Greg thank you Kai and Kai I know that you guys over there at the three man weave it is still ongoing you guys are wrapping it up but you guys are doing your top 40 for the upcoming season. And I do just want to get your thoughts here on some of the teams that maybe you disagreed with our good friends, Kai, or our good friends, Jim and Matt, about just a little bit, because I know that all three of you guys, you put together your own poll to be able to come up with this top 40. Were there a few teams that maybe you were a little bit, a little bit higher on slash a little bit lower on than the other gentlemen over there at the fine three-man weave? Yeah, there was a little disagreement on a few teams. Michigan was one team I was a little bit higher on than the fellas. I just really like Olivier Conway. Uh, Kamwa. I, I think he's going to be excellent this season and, and really break out, you know, even more so than he was in Tennessee. I like Doug McDaniel being a second-year point guard after having so much experience last season taking over for Llewellyn when he got hurt. 
And I just like the transfers they added. You know, Namari Burnett hopefully stays healthy. That's kind of a big if. And then Trey Jackson, I think, has a great piece as well, in addition to Terrace Reed jump for his sophomore season. So I expect a big Michigan bounce back. That was one of the ones that stood out for me on the high side. Yeah, and with Michigan as well. It was a little bit befuddling what we saw last season. Three guys get picked in the first round of the draft, and it really didn't do a whole heck of a lot. So that was a little bit of a black eye for me on them, but I am in agreement with you. I do think that there's a lot of upside there, and I do think that the Big Ten is going to be one of the more interesting conferences to gauge because I don't think that there's much question with regards to the top two, with regards to Purdue being that number one team, Michigan State being that number two. But I really think the intrigue for the Big Ten is – who comes in at number three and beyond? Because personally, I think Illinois should be that number three team. And then from there, I'm with you on Michigan perhaps being that number four team, being perhaps like a top 25 or fringe top 25 team, something like that. And then you sort of have that big giant tier of teams like Rutgers, Wisconsin, you go down the list. But I do think that there's a lot of intrigue after certainly the top two, if not the top three. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I'd put Illinois number three if I were doing it today. The standings poll. I like Wisconsin. I think they're right there. And Michigan, it's a really close cluster after those first two, which you kind of alluded to. I think Maryland and Iowa and Indiana are right there as well. It's going to be a competitive conference like always. And I'm not sure outside of Minnesota, you know, maybe Nebraska, there's not necessarily a bad team in this league. No, there really is not. And for Nebraska, they've tried to zag while other teams have zagged. And it's not quite worked out for them, though I will say. Kasi Tomanaga, I always say that name wrong, but mm -hmm. that is a guy that is going to be putting up points for Nebraska. I don't know about the rest of the team, but he is certainly going to be putting up points, as Kai McCann. He does tremendous work over at the three-man weave. He is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops, and you mentioned a team that I haven't talked about a lot on the podcast during the offseason. I probably should, because Khalil Ware is legitimately a guy that last season was a top-ten recruit in college basketball. He's someone that is coming into the fold for this team. And I take a look at Indiana, and I think that they're one of the most befuddling teams to be able to evaluate because with Indiana, they have been up and down the last few years. I think it's very fair to put it. We don't just don't know what we're going to be able to get out of Xavier Johnson moving forward as well as he's back for his under million billionth year of college basketball with Indiana. If they're able to keep things straight with regards to the backcourt, I think that they've got some upside because they've got a lot of size down low. But at the same time, you've got to just be having your both concerns and also your upside with regards to Indiana as well. I feel like you can really have this be whichever path you want to choose with this team. Yeah, it is a sort of a high variance team. The backcourt is what kind of worries me. Xavier Johnson, he's fine. He could be one of the better guards in the conference, but he hasn't really proven to be an elite, elite player. I'm not a huge Trey Galloway guy. He's a hustler. He, he plays a good role. But if he's your second banana in the backcourt, I think that's a big problem. And, and past those two guys, you're kind of relying on unprovenness with Cups coming in, the freshman, CJ Gunn, who hasn't played a lot of minutes. And then up front, it's really a lot of question marks too. It's, it's Renew. Is he taking that leap sophomore season? I think he will be pretty good. Where? He looks like a freak in person. I mean, you would think this guy's the best basketball player in the world going through warm-ups, but he clearly didn't prove it too much at Oregon last year. And then Mbako, can he play the three, which I think Woodson kind of wants him to do. Lots of question marks, certainly a deep front court, but I don't trust the backcourt to give Indiana a huge nod, we'll say, in the Big Ten. Yeah, I do think that this is going to be a backcourt that is going to be having its question marks. If you're able to have Xavier Johnson not just be out there on the court because – I mean, even when he was out there on the court the last few seasons, going back to his Pittsburgh days, it was always a little bit of a roll of the dice as to whether or not he'd be turnover prone or not. 
he doesn't necessarily need to be that 15-plus point-per-game guy that's lighting it up for three. If he just doesn't turn the ball over, that would be massive for Indiana. That's not necessarily something that I can bank on as well. And something else I did take away from your three-man weave poll, which it's still going on right now. You guys are going to be unveiling over the next week or so your top few teams as I believe when this podcast posts, number eight is going to be up for you guys. So Mm -hmm. we're certainly getting into the meat of it. But really, I'm going to call it 25 through 15, I think is a fair way of putting it. There was a lot of SEC flair in there. A lot of your teams like your Floridas, your Texas A&M, Arkansas, Alabama, you go down the list. And I mean, that is the way that I view it as well. With the SEC, I don't necessarily see that bona fide number one team that is going to be contending for a Final Four, but at the same time, I see a bunch of teams that they can make a run to the second week of the NCAA tournament. Might bow out early with the wrong matchup, but I do think that there's a lot of depth there. How difficult is it for you to really be gauging some of those top teams in the SEC? Because I feel like this might be the most tightly knit conference in all of college basketball, even to that, like we were talking about with the Big Ten. From the power leagues, I would say definitely, uh, you know, the SEC is up there for parity across the board. I'm pretty big on Tennessee. That's our number nine team, but I have them rated sixth. I, I think they're going to be awesome again this year. And the rest of the teams, I think there's 10 that I count you know, maybe even 11 that I think have legit shots at the NCAA tournament, a wide range of outcomes. I kind of agree with you, though. I don't see maybe a bona fide title contender outside of maybe I would say Tennessee. You'd have to trust Rick Barnes in the tournament, and that hasn't been a good thing. But yeah, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, A&M, they're all right there. All great teams, but not sure teams I'd necessarily trust to make the Final Four. Do agree with you there. And certainly I'm willing to trust Rick Barnes when it comes to a tournament like the Bowie Invitational, the Battle for Atlantis, those November, early December tournaments, he's been great. The yeah. tournament in March, not so much. So we do have to agree there. As joining me on the show, we do have Kai McKean. He does great work over at the Three Man Weave. And I did notice as well that you were a little bit higher than the Weave on Texas A&M. I know that you guys were pretty much like splitting hairs with regards to these SEC teams. And I think that when I do my projector or finish for the SEC as well, that is going to be very much what I'm doing as well. But I mean, how much did you take a look at when ranking those SEC teams, the just level of guys that are going to be coming back and perhaps these teams not having to deal with like two time transfer waivers and things like that, because I think that that could be the difference maker when it comes to some of these teams that are in a tightly knit conference, like the big 10 and like the SEC. Yeah, I think it's huge. I think A&M has top 15 returning minutes in the country this season. I think that's even more important these days with the transfer portal the way it is. There's no reteaching players in practice. There's no teaching schemes. It's all a continuation on last season. And A&M brought in a couple guys, but you know they're more role players. They have basically their whole starting five back. Wade Taylor is an All-American. He, he could be the best guard in the country this season, and that wouldn't be too much of a stretch to say in the preseason, and we'll see how he improves this year. I love their size up front. I think they can really explode this year if they can if they can find some consistent shooting. And again, that's where the transfers, I think, come into play. Yep, no question about it. With Texas A&M, it has been a little bit of a rough three-point shooting team, and you don't have that one guy out there that's going to get you a double-figure amount of rebounds. But like everyone on the team the last few years, it's like four rebounds, five rebounds, four rebounds, four and a half rebounds. So you've got really good team rebounding with Buzz Williams-led team, so I'm right there with you there. And, Kai, I was addressing it just a little bit. I wanted to dive in a little bit more on that front as well because I know that this is a team that is going to be very reliant upon those two-time transfer waivers in Ole Miss. I believe you guys over there at the Weave had them at, like, number 40, might have been number 39, but they just barely cracked your list. But how much are you taking into account 
what we are seeing with these two-time transfers that are not graduate transfers and them not getting waivers because we've seen it for the likes of Joe Besmele, the Omar Silviero situation over at West Virginia. That was a little bit of a rough one as well, certainly in college football, not that college football and college basketball are the same, but I think in this specific circumstance, there are quite a few takeaways to have because the NCAA is an entity that rules over both football and basketball. We notice a lot of those two-time transfers not getting their waivers as well. How much have you had to factor this in? Because at this point, I'm having to assume that most of these guys are going to be out until further notice. I think when we voted, I think we counted guys like Cissé and Murray in for Ole Miss. But I think the right approach is to count them out. You know, we, we just saw recently Joe Bamisil over at VCU got his waiver denied. And I think that's going to be the norm, fortunately, for these two-time transfers. Now, maybe the NCAA will come to their senses here and give a guy like Brandon Murray a waiver because Patrick Ewing, you know, got fired from Georgetown and his coach went through a coaching change. I think that should be an automatic waiver. The NCAA has not shown that to be the case, but we'll see. And Cissé is also huge for them. I know they have Jamarian Sharp. They can maybe survive Cissé, but he's a heck of a defender. I think Murray is more of an impactful decision for them just with the way he can score and his versatility. Another sneaky one is Alan Flanagan. I'm pretty sure he needs a waiver. And the reason is not because of a two-time transfer rule. The reason is because he transferred late within the SEC. And there's some arbitrary rules in the SEC about transfer dates. And Chris Beard is fighting it pretty hard. But it's not a guarantee he's eligible. So we'll be watching that one pretty closely, too. Yep, and there are some conferences that they do have those random rules as well. I still remember from the SOCON last year over at Chattanooga, I believe that it was Hunter Huff that was unable to play last season. He was like one of five guys that didn't get a waiver last year. Certainly, there will be more than five guys that get their waivers tonight this season, but he was one of the very, very few that they were out of the fold. That is something that is going to be very much worth taking note of, and I've had to change my approach from thinking, oh, these guys are just going to be in to thinking that we are probably going to have them out of the fold. As Kai McKeon, who does great work over at Three Man Weave, is your enemy on Coast to Coast Hoops. And Kai, I mentioned it a little bit before as well, the fact that you're very hard at work on the Almanac. I know you've been doing a great job taking quite a few conferences. I know you've been talking to a lot of the Summit League coaches, the Missouri Valley is a conference that you've been taking. I believe that the Atlantic 10 was up your wheelhouse as well. As you've been doing the Almanac, as you've been able to talk to a lot of these coaches, has there been a team or two that has been catching your eye a little bit more that maybe they were a little bit of an afterthought or maybe you weren't too high on them prior to doing the Almanac that after you did your research, after you were able to sit down with the coaches, what have you, that now you're feeling a little bit better on coming into the year? One I actually did recently was not one of my leagues, but I took over the Wyoming preview. That was a team I was expecting to be kind of down on this season, but After talking to Jeff Linder, a great guy, by the way, I'm feeling a little bit more rosy on Wyoming's outlook because the transfers he's bringing in, they're not D1 guys. Uh, He's bringing in a D2 guy, Aquel Cott, and he's bringing in an NAIA guy in Mason Walters. And these guys are legit players, uh, according to Linder. Cott, he said, is one of the best scorers he's ever coached. And Walters is the reigning NAIA player of the year, three-time All-American. Linder says he's a legitimate pro. If that's the case, if those guys are as good as he's making them out to be, I think Wyoming a bit of a factor at the top of the conference. And you bring up something so interesting as well, because we've been seeing it more and more in college basketball the last few years, taking a look at these non-Division I transfers. Because when it comes to a guy that transfers in from a D1 program, yeah, it's not the same when you have a guy going from like Charleston Southern, for example, going to Wisconsin, just completely spitballed an example there. But at the very least, 
you've seen the guy from Charleston Southern play against C1 competition. Meanwhile, you get these NAIA guys, you get these D2, D3 guys. Maybe they got one or two straight bye games against a Division One team in which it was like a 30-point blowout or something like that. But how difficult is it for you to really evaluate some of these non-D1 guys going up to the D1 level? Because I do think that one of the most difficult things for myself is trying to spot these guys that were at the junior college, the D2, the D3 level, and trying to figure out what they're going to do at the Division One level. Yeah, it's a crapshoot, especially JUCO. That's the real crapshoot. It's really hit or miss because there's so many different levels within JUCO that I think it's difficult to kind of parse out who the legit players are. And even the rankings are kind of strange. Some are based on like potential and some are based on counting stats. Stats for a lot of guys aren't even reliable at the JUCO level. We've kind of seen in the past, recently at least, the JUCO guys need a year or two to marinate in D1 to get used to the level. For the D2 guys generally, at least maybe recency bias here anecdotally, they've been great (laughs) going up to the D1 level. The difference between a D1 and D2 team these days, especially when you're talking mid-major, low-major, is not that much. So these D2 guys that are all Americans at that level can come in right away and be starting caliber players for a lot of these mid-majors. Yeah, I do think that you bring up such a good point with the stats because you see some of these guys where it's like, oh, you average... 8.5 rebounds per game at the junior college level, but because that was at, like, Florida Southwest or something like that, it's able to be of impact. Meanwhile, it's like Norrisville State University put up 27 points, 15 rebounds, 13 assists, filled up 27 water bottles at halftime and things like that. They do absolutely nothing whatsoever. So it is very difficult to be taking a look on that front. I am right there with you. And and as part of the difficulty that we do have – with regards to evaluating what we're going to be getting this upcoming college basketball season. But Kai, I know you, everyone over there at the three-man weave and everyone doing the Almanac have been doing absolutely impeccable work. I know that the Almanac that is coming out very, very soon, you guys have put a ton of work in there. So let the good people at home know what's on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, three-man weave is at 3MW underscore CBB. You can check out our Top 40 Countdown, all our podcasts and shows from there. Yes, the Almanac is going to be releasing here next week on the 20th. If you want to get it for 20% off, you can order it through that date at CBBAlmanac.com. After it releases on the 20th, it goes to $20. So it's 15 bucks for pre-sale, 24 the release date on the 20th. Yep, take advantage of that. You've got about five or so days if you're listening on the day of upload there to be able to take advantage, save a few dollars there. It truly is a great resource. We're getting set for the upcoming season. Kai, Jim, Matt, everyone involved, they have done so much work. Being able to talk to every single one of these C1 coaches, it truly is a labor of love. And it's always a pleasure whenever we get any of the gentlemen from the three-man weave aboard. Today, it was our good friend Kai that joined me. So big thanks to Kai McKeon for joining me right here on Coast Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is by X Timeline at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters DM. I mean, it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. If my count is correct, we've already done 24 conference previews on this podcast. WCC is going to be up next. We should be doing that within the next seven days. And then we get into... 
the Power 6 and the American, and then we're going to be set for the upcoming season where I'm going to get you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So you're getting closer and closer to college basketball. And here in the meantime, because Transfer Portal is pretty much kaput, just taking a look at these teams, trying to be able to find angles with squads, trying to find out if these two-time waivers are going to be actually approved or not as well. That's part of what I'm doing right now. And hard at work doing some write-ups for VSIN as well. So we're doing everything possible to make this the most profitable year humanly possible in college basketball. I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast trying to do so. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. And I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.